what we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you are doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about the marriage cycle. Not feeling it today, to be honest. I only got two hours of sleep last night. Unfortunately, I'm a neurotic insomniac, so uh, my mind is overactive. And if my mind is not in the right place when I hit the bed, um, I can't sleep. Like I'll hear my heart beating when I have to sleep on my side, and it freaks me out. The temperature's got to be the right way. No one can be in the room. It's got to be dark and cold and all these things have to line up for me to be able to relax and it's crippling but i believe in authenticity and you know I want to let you share this, this story that i'm not perfect but by all means and uh, yeah it's something that i struggle with but we'll we'll get through today we're going to talk about the marriage cycle this this is a common kind of like road that a lot of men go through and what i mean is this we're going to delineate a sketch a very short one of what a typical marriage goes through for a lot of men who end up divorced. So you meet the woman. Everything seems great. She seems like she loves you. You love her. You're beguiled by her beauty. Because normally when men fall in love, it's because they're beautiful or at least attractive compared to what you think is attractive. So if you're pretty ugly and she's average, you still think she's beautiful. A lot of it has to do with the validation. You're validating. She's validating you. Oh, Greg, you're awesome. Oh, I want you, you know, oh, you feel good about yourself, right? But it, it kind of nurses that male ego and you do the same thing for her, but she gets it all the time. Women get it all the time. They get cat called and they say they hate it, but they really do like it because it's a reminder that they're still sexually attractive. When they hit 40 and get to the invisible years and no longer get cat calls, then they really hate it. So at the beginning, you you think everything is great. She's giving you lots of sex because that's what women do at the beginning to to not only get you snared, but also because they like sex and because they find you sexually attractive on one level or another. Sex is a tool to them, but it doesn't mean they don't like sex. And at this point early on, she's hiding her red flags. You're probably not doing that good of a job hiding your red flags. You're probably sharing intimate thoughts, vulnerable thoughts, your weaknesses, your your, your insecurities. And we have an episode here about 30 episodes back how you should never do that because the woman will use it against you at the end of the relationship. So you're probably oversharing, over-talking, over-simping. But either way, for whatever reason, she wants to be with you. So you get married this point she's projecting qualities she wants you to have all through this 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 suitorship this courtship she doesn't see you for who you are you represent something that to get to the goal which is the wedding the wedding is the key for women they want to get they want to have the wedding but they don't want to get married they don't want the sacrifice and have to go through the traits of being married which is largely what made marriage great was it was obedience i should say was that disobedience disobedience was destroyed the world like with the serpent and eve but obedience, right? They don't want they don't want to be obedient to you. 
They want us to be equals because you're making 70% of the money. But at the beginning, it's it's good, right? It's good. You guys are having sex because she wants to have kids. And she's still projecting what she wants you to have, the quality she wants you to have. Like a quote with that Einstein one that I always say all the time. Look, I'm speaking dyslexic today. This is the lack of sleep talking. Speaking like Yoda. A man marries a woman and spends the rest of the marriage wondering what happened to that woman. A woman marries a man and spends the rest of the marriage trying to change him into the man she wants him to be. Both are inevitably disappointed. So at this point, everything is good, though. It's good. She's trying to get your seed in her. So she's riding you. You're banging her because she wants that baby. Now, a lot of this is is not necessarily conscience. It's not conscious what she's doing. Some of it's subconscious. But the longer you're with her, and probably by the time you said I do, you already saw her red flags, but you overlooked it. You know, she tells you, oh, you know, I, I, I take medications for bipolar or, yeah, I was sexually abused as a child. Or you notice she drinks too much or she spends too much or She's on social media too much or, or, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is. But you overlook it because you're getting laid, right? Men are so easy to manipulate. You're getting sex. It's all that really matters. So you're getting the sex. You're loving it. You're like, this is going to last forever. Now that you married her, the competition anxiety is gone. She knows that she's your only recourse for sex. So especially once she has the kid, she will change. Now, sometimes it's two kids. Kids bring a lot of stress. They do. They bring a lot of stress to a marriage. Louis C.K. has that, that saying that essentially a marriage without kids is, is dating. It really is in retrospect, especially once you've had the kids. It's like it's it's like marriage without kids. It's great most of the time because you're still getting to know each other. It's fun and you have the novelty of the, of the honeymoon period. And also she's probably still giving you sex because she wants to get pregnant. Now, once she gets pregnant, you've served her purpose. You know, your seed served your purpose. Hopefully, it's your seed, even though false paternity is 15 to 30% of all birth. Hopefully, it's your seed. Not Tyrone's. So you gave her what she wanted. Then the change comes. Now, the change can come uh, after the second baby, after the first baby. When things just start changing, the mood. Now, some of this is hormonal. Some of it is... The, the, the traits she projected, the excessive expectations that she had for the marriage and all that is dawning on her that is not going to happen. And also underlying this, girding all of this, is the fact that you can't make a woman happy. It's impossible to make a woman happy. I mean, look at Mackenzie Scott, you know, Bezos' ex-wife. Right? He, she's the richest woman. She's, she can get everything. Look at all these celebrities who get divorced by their women. They have, they have all the money. But the, the, the women, it's not enough. They want more. You work too much. You work too little. You're around too much. You're around too little. You don't know how to help me. At this point, sometimes the borderline. A lot of women have borderline. She's she's raging. The mood swings. And you're just trying to figure out what the heck happened to Jekyll and Hyde. Now you're getting the hide. And you can tolerate some of the moodiness. You're like, okay, maybe she's postpartum. You know, you're, you're not a monster, right? You're, you're trying to tolerate it. But if it goes on from several months to a year to several years, and it's exacerbated by the big thing that kills men in marriage, lack of sex. So at some point, and again, we talked about 50% of, of first marriages in a divorce. Another 30% of the 50 that don't divorce end up being dysfunctional or miserable. So when I'm when I'm sketching or delineating out this this picture, it's not all. Okay, there's always going to be exceptions. There are couples that have been together 25 years and still having sex, you know, a couple times a week when they're in their 40s, 50s. 
They get along. They have levity. They chat. But for a lot of marriages, the sex dries up. The man is like, "Uh, what? I can tolerate you being a bitch, but you're not giving me sex anymore? And I just love the narrative. It's like, you're not giving me sex. Right, like, like it's it's like some platter she's supposed to give you, and and that kind of wording gives the dynamic that she's in control. You're not giving me sex. You know, in the olden days of marriage, the man didn't have to ask. Marital rape? We didn't even call it that. They called it. You sign the contract. Read First Corinthians seven. When I want it, you give it to me. When you want it, I give it to you. So there's like no asking. It's just taking. The old way we used to take like Fabio and Harlequin cover novels. The covers of Harlequin novels, romance novels. See, it's just lack of sleep. I can't get these words right. It's like, I will take you when I want you. Oh, okay. But so at this point, the sex is going away. She's raging. You don't know what's up. Then she's fighting. You're trying to placate her because you're a nice guy. Most guys are nice guys. Most guys want to be like, what's going on? What can I do to help you? If you're having postpartum, go to therapy. But that's, that's not what she wants to hear. We don't know what she really wants here because nothing you say or do will placate her. You think, okay, you can stay home with the kids. You don't have to work anymore. It's going to make her happy. And it might make make it work for a little while. But inevitably, she's miserable. Why is she miserable? Because she has wiring in her that makes her miserable no matter what. This is why you can't make a woman happy. And look, I'm not saying that men don't have this wiring, but this is a man's show. So whatever you do ain't going to make her happy. Now, the alpha guy who, who believes that you can be alpha in marriage will be like, don't try to make her happy. Constantly pass the shit test. Who gives a damn what she wants? Don't make her happy. Who cares? Take it when you want it. Ignore her when she gets all moody. All right? Try it. Problem is about 80% of men who are married are beta and they're obsequious and they, they pedestalize the ex. So at this point, woman doesn't know what to do. She's not happy. Man's unhappy. When the woman's unhappy, that's when the Pandora's box open, when she's disenchanted, when she is bitter, she feels trapped. You're not helping. The kids are young. They're like, oh my God, I know kids were this hard when they were babies and toddlers. Then the, I deserve better, kicks in to their head. You didn't step up the way you were supposed to step up. Maybe you were never maybe you were never the guy she thought you were. Maybe they project traits that they want you to have that you could have been like, I don't have these traits. I'm not masculine or I'm not ambitious. I never had these traits. I told you I never had them. You didn't want to hear it. So now it's once she's disillusioned, this could go a variety of ways. The typical way it's gonna go is she starts disrespecting you, yelling at you, putting you down all the time. She gets fat. This is another part of the marriage cycle. You know, after one baby, two babies, she was she keep the weight down and snare the man. That she's got the man. A lot of women can't keep the weight down. Look, my ex fiance had five kids. She keeps her figure. There are women who do it. Look at Hilaria Baldwin, Alec Baldwin, kid, wife. They have six kids now. The last one through surrogate. She kept her figure, and she's like five two. So there are women who do it, but the typical American women is five three and one hundred seventy pounds. So they get fat. So now you're dealing with a fat angry woman who's not giving you sex and is nagging all the time. You're like, what did I get? Remember the Einstein quote? You married a woman expecting her. Where'd she go? Where'd she go? I married someone who was spontaneous and fun-loving and frivolous and 
laughed all the time and was giving me sex all the time. Well, where's that woman now? 10 years in, 15 years in. And normally you start seeing the things crack 10 to 15 years. Because at this point, the average person marries around 28. So at this point, the woman's 43, man's 43. The other dynamic that happens is men age better. So now you look at your 43-year-old woman and you've been miserable with her for about five years, but you stay with her because of the kids. Most men do that. Most men are the true romantics and they have a higher tolerance in dysfunctional marriages. She's 43 and completely unattractive. She's hit the wall. She hit the wall a long time ago. So now you're like, I'm with a fat woman who rages. I can't stand her. She disrespects me. I'm the one who's the, the 100% you, you know, plow horse ATM machine. I'm doing all the work, yet she still can never say thank you. Thank you for working. Thank you for giving me this roof over my head. Thank you for working so I don't have to work. Let's go to that classic novel, Manipulated Man by Esther Villar, 1973, where she talks about it. Women have the option to work. Men don't. Men have to work. So eventually, this this plays out in a lot of ways at the end. Um, you might cheat on her. She finds out. She'll file for divorce and get half and child support and alimony. She might just file on you and take the kids with you. She gets half. She gets child support and alimony. Sometimes she cheats on you. She gets half. She gets child support. She gets alimony. That's the problem with 21st century marriage. It's the court system. No fault divorce. No matter what happens, you screwed. You screwed. She no love you long time. She be loving your money long time. You screwed. So now what are you going to do? At this point, a lot of men kind of knew the tea leaves and they're like, yeah, I'm out. I'm cool. You want to divorce me? Fine. I'll just, you know, pay whatever I need to get the hell out. But, you know, they're sad about the kids and they, they're, and they, but the other men are like shocked. What? I didn't see this coming. I still love you even though you rage, right? These are the super cucks. And this is why the women rage at him because women don't want to be beta men. I have that episode. It's probably on episode 111. You can still get it if you're on the Apple feed because the Apple feed only keeps 300 episodes. How women who marry a man when they're on the pill choose a beta man. And it's interesting because when they get off the pill to have kids or whatever, they have a much higher rate of cheating and divorce because they look at this man and they're like, I don't find this man attractive. Why did I pick this man? Well, the hormonal contraceptives makes you tricks your body into wanting a more nurturing man because it essentially tricks your body into thinking that you're pregnant. And so you're going to want to be around a, a kind of a nesting nice guy man when when you're pregnant. So when these women get off the hormonal contraceptives and they're like, they want, you know, they're wired to be wanting the more masculine man. Like, who the hell is this? Who's this? Who's this weirdo, softy, effeminate beta? So that could play a role in it too. But either way, typically the divorce ain't going to work out well for you. You ain't going to see the kids as much. I'm going all Texan now. She might practice parental alienation and start poisoning the kids against you. You're probably going to lose more money than she's going to lose for sure. And uh, some men recover, some men don't. Some men are just so discombobulated. They just turn to alcohol and they they have the the um, lonely, I'm so won't weep from Team America. I'm so won't weep. Why can't everyone be smart? Like me. Sorry. And then some other men are like, yeah, all right. They, they change the mindset from lonely to solitude and tranquility. And they love post-divorce life. And then later, when you're trying to co-parent with the kids, which is going to be very hard again. There's some who divorce who get along very well. The woman moves on very fast, even if she's not that hot. Because there's always a simp who's going to take on a single mom, the retro cuck. 
But more often than not, you're going to have stilted relationships with this woman. And then you look at her like five, ten years later, and you and you, you see how she hates you. She never talks to you. You can't co-parent. Everything's by email. Everything is pissy. And you're thinking, hold on. You're the one who divorced me. Why are you mad at me? <laughs> you're the one who got all the money. Why are you mad at me? But that's the dynamic, right? That's how they manipulate you in this dynamic. They initiate divorce 75% of the time or 90% if they're college educated. Yet they're still mad at you. You're the one who got fat lady, but you're mad at us who age pretty well. You're the one who got to stay home. We're the ones who had to go to work every day, maybe a job we didn't like, and you're mad at us. How does this work out? But again, that's the solipsism. Can't rationalize with solipsism. So at this point, you look at the woman, you're like, man, how are we ever in love? Well, because true romantic love doesn't exist. True romantic love existed. You'd still be in love with the first person you're in love with, but we know uh, you're not. So it's really just a concoction of hormones, oxytocin, dopamine. You got the burning loins. That weans off. And then if you don't have true values in, in common, and if she's not kind and obedient and so forth, um, the marriage is going to go bad. And then later, you know, a lot of good marriages just become codependent. That's why they get along well. But true love doesn't exist. But you look back and like, man, I spent 20 years with this woman. I remember what we what she was like when we got together. And now look at us. She's fighting. She's raging. She wants to destroy me all the time. How did this happen? Well, a lot of it was early on. You didn't see the red flags. Early on, she was projecting qualities she wanted you to have. You disappointed her because almost 95% of the time, you will disappoint a woman. No matter how hard you try or how little you try, you're going to disappoint her because you can't make her happy because of her wiring and her early childhood trauma. And think about it. Some of you guys are 40, 45. You look back at when you met your ex-wife when she was 20, 25, whatever, and you're like, she was so different, right? Not just looks, but personality. That's why Einstein's got this quote, and he's been dead for almost, what, 80 years? Because it's true. People change. People change. So, guys, tell me how well you can relate to this story. If we all knew divorces were going to come, right? if a marriage was going to end in divorce, we probably wouldn't have married. You know, We're not gold diggers who marry knowing that the, the, the relationship's going to end. But a lot of men just don't see it. And even now, a lot of purple pill, red pill men who listen to this content, watch YouTube videos on it, they still want to get married and they don't understand. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to be good for a year or two and then it's going to go to sheetrock. And then you have the gray divorce. Less time to rebuild your assets. And then you'll be double schooled. To understand the system set against you, the women today are, are vitiated and polluted by all the radical leftist nonsense. Your chance of having a successful marriage is very slim. Now, you're more than welcome to try it again or try it for the first time, but you've been warned. Caveat emptor. Let the buyer beware. Ultimately, it's up to you. Guys, Post an honest review. I want to hear if you can relate to this marriage, the marriage cycle story. I really want to hear from you. If you write a review, of course, I'm going to read it. If not, just post in the five stars and hit submit. It really helps with the algorithm so we can get this message out to more men. There's two links in the episode notes, one for Naturopathic Earth, the website, and one for PayPal. PayPal, we appreciate donations. Naturopathic Earth, go to that. Check out all the articles and all the episodes and all the podcasts. It's a pretty easily navigable website. My two books are on the right side of the homepage. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon. Buy the books there if you like. Or anything that you buy on Amazon within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you. So if you're going to buy a book, we get 2% of that. Also, go to clarity.fm if you want to schedule a one-on-one conversation about red pill, MGTOW stuff, you're suffering from divorce, whatever, contact me. And lastly, again, post an honest review and subscribe to The Awakened Man. It helps get this message out. Also, go check the Female Holistic Health Apothecary and Confessions of an Obese Child. 
if you want to know more about female health and confessions of an obese child, where I talk about my childhood as an obese child, clearly as the name would suggest. And um, also helps with people with addiction and, and stuff like that. We have some interviews over there. We've got over about 100 episodes over there. So go check it out. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.